Welcome to season two of the unfamiliar shift with Ariella, the boutique lifestyle leaders associations, hospitality show. This is a podcast about the boutique hospitality community and how its top industry executives and leaders stay up to date on the best innovative trends in boutique hotels all around the world. Each season, I bring my favorite visionaries to candidly discuss new philosophies, ideas, and innovations in the hospitality industry, primarily the boutique community. I'm excited to share with you some of my intimate conversations with these extraordinary leaders as we navigate the unfamiliar shift of boutique hospitality. This episode is sponsored by Solanus, the property management solution for boutique hotels. Hello and welcome. Today we're diving deep into the world of boutique hotels, dynamic branding, and the intersection of art and hospitality with none other than Jersey Banks. From the dance floors of New York City to the bustling streets of Denver, Jersey's journey is nothing short of incredible. An artist by heart and hospitality maven by experience, she transformed her very various pursuits in the Big Apple into a unique empire that is urban cowboy hotels. Alongside her partner, Lion Porter, what began as a passion project in Brooklyn has blossomed into a collection of soulful havens for travelers and creators alike. As they embark on their fifth venture, we'll explore Jersey's role as the CEO of Urban Cowboy Creative Studio, the art of cultivating community, and the beautiful dance of balancing business with motherhood. So put on your Urban Cowboy boots and let's get to know the captivating story of Jersey Banks. Hello and welcome back to The Unfamiliar Shift with Ariella. Today I'm joined by Jersey Banks, partner at the Urban Cowboy and the Dive Motel. Um, yeah. Welcome, Jersey. Welcome back. Thanks. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about Jersey was on The Unfamiliar Shift with Ariella when it was like this pandemic webinar series. So, and I'm just remembering that. So things have changed a little bit. Yeah, um, some things have changed. Yeah, right, right. What has happened? Um, I just saw you in March, right, for our women's conference. That was so much fun. Um, yeah. So good seeing you. And then today we'll just, I want to get more into your story and just some tips and tricks for fellow hoteliers. So my favorite question to ask, which is, how did you enter the hospitality industry? <laughs> <laughs> Um, my favorite question to answer. Yay. Um, so for me, it was, you know, I, we, we didn't really plan to be hoteliers. We did kind of, it was a happy accident for us. Um, and I say us as me and my partner, Lion, who is the father of my child, my husband for all intensive purposes, my business partner, all of the above, mm. um, and yeah, we just had space in New York city. We had a townhouse and we thought, let's open it up. Let's yeah. have some people over. Let's host some parties. Let's rent out some rooms. And um, people really liked it. So, you know, we ended up doing it as a real business and expanding um, into Nashville, into the Catskills, and now into Denver. Oh, my gosh. Wait, how did I not? When did Denver open? We're not open yet. We are in construction. I was like, did I miss something? Oh, my God. No, this is the next one on the line. So we're probably open this property, um, you know, I would say before the new year. Oh, really soon? Yeah. 
really soon. How many keys? Uh, this one is going to be 16. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Congrats. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know about that. So, um, so it started out, what, where were you before hospitality? What industry were before, you in? So I was a professional dancer. Yes. In New York. And then I moved into real estate, um, quickly got out of real estate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, went back to, I was teaching dance. I was doing like the New York hustle where you teach dance. I was working in nightlife. Um, I was still in my twenties when we started the cowboy. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so I just kind of went back to nightlife as my hospitality training but I you know before that I never had any formal hospitality experience interesting you know it's so in- like it's just really interesting is like a lot of the guests that we have on the show didn't have formal hospitality training and I think it's kind of beautiful because you really put in this fresh perspective I think going to hotel school is great I was going to go down that path I got into Cornell hotel school and then they lumped me with about $100,000 a year in debt offer. And I went, no. And that's no, not thanks. what I said. That's, I did not say no. I said like a really curse word. But I'm just going to say on the <laughs> podcast, I said no. <laughs> they probably have my email like framed somewhere of what I said back. I was, <laughs> I was shocked. Anywho, you work so hard to get into these Ivy Leagues. And then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's only for like people that are millionaires um truly yeah. right um anywho yeah the school of life <laughs> got me to where <laughs> and opportunities as well right it's like right timing and partners people that believe in mm-hmm. you actually i do want to ask you yeah this. oh any mentors i mean just life? going on right timing mm-hmm. it's like yeah. we, when we started i think we were one lion designed the space so he didn't know he was a designer necessarily Mm -hmm. until everyone started like coming because of the design and like Mm. it became a very instagrammable thing instagram was instant at the time it had Mm -hmm. just started so we had this like natural really organic growth through this like very accessible marketing platform for which you know at the time being a small business we didn't have a pr or a marketing budget Mm -hmm. we just you know they were kind of just out there on social media, getting photographers to come stay with us and them liking our hospitality style. And it just, it all kind of melded together as like a perfect little storm. Oh, I love that. I'm, yeah, you were, you were at the beginning of the Instagram days. Now it's really different. Yeah. So I want to ask you, because you opened at the beginning, right, of Instagram. What is it like now using that platform with your properties? Well, I mean, everyone, if you, anyone who has been on Instagram knows that it's the algorithm has changed a million times. Yeah. There used to be like these like ideas about when you would post, it was like, you should post at this time and then at this time. And mm-hmm. now it's all about what you post. And if you're paying for, you know, sponsored ads or, I mean, I feel like there's a lot more strategy to it now. Mm -hmm. Um, I still think that beautiful images and um, engagement are (laughs) the keys, you know? Um, I think reposting people's experiences at your business Mm -hmm. is a big one. Yeah. Um, Because that's what really gets people, you know, that's what gets your engagement up. You know, people Mm -hmm. like to see other people. They don't just want to be marketed to. Yes. This is true. Yeah. This is true. Because then you kind of feel, it's just like this push. 
And that's how I am. Um, I was just talking with someone. Like, when I want to go to, like, this is a retreat, which is very similar to hotels. It's overnight experiences. And I put in an inquiry, and then you're harassing me with messages. I'm Mm -hmm. not going. Like, I'm not going. (laughs) So you just, like, ruin that um, relationship. And I think... It's this is like a bigger existential question, but it's like we just move so fast that we forget to slow down. I think this is in our personal lives. And I also think that this is our approach even to marketing. We're so like, you gotta mm-hmm. go, 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 go. And it's like, wait, hold on. Right. And like, show me less. Yeah, show me less. Like, let me let me use my imagination. Let me imagine myself there. Let it be aspirational, you know? Like oh, so true. It's that's so true. <laughs> oh wait, I wanna ask you. With the first property, you it it was the bathtub that went viral, right? <laughs> I yeah, I remember. Well, we this. had a cabin. So in Brooklyn, we had a cabin in the backyard. We had like a standalone like Adirondack style cabin that was like our our honeymoon suite for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. And it was it had a small bathtub in it. <laughs> when I look at it now, I'm like, oh my god, that bathtub's so small. Ah. But <laughs> our bathtubs have grown. Along Just with FYI. <laughs> They're like two-person tubs now. Everyone can get it, and you can have a full party in the bathtub. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I'm like, that was kind of the thing that, like, hit it off for us. It was mm-hmm. like these, this little tiny tub in the cabin that everyone wanted to take pictures in. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I remember this. Ca- my friends were talking about it. So yeah, and now we don't do property without like every property has tubs in room. Like Aww. that's our thing. That's your signature. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Usually with a view, usually by a window, usually with the view. Got it. I love that. And now a word from our sponsor. Solanus is an intuitive property management system powered by a business intelligence engine, offering the hospitality industry a single robust solution for managing hotels, resorts, vacation rentals, and corporate housing. Its ease of use, streamlined onboarding, and 24-7 support make it the preferred PMS solution. Headquartered in San Diego, Solanus is the vision of hospitality experts and technologists who believe it is time for a new era in property management. Ready to discover how they can work with you to elevate your property? Visit Solanis, S-O-L-O-N-I-S dot com to get started. And now back to the show. So this is actually kind of interesting. Let's go back. I like, I'm still interested in this first property. Um, how did you, so you had the townhouse and then you just got permits to build in the backyard? No, the, the townhouse was already built and there was already a uh, than like an existing structure back there that we just made look like a cabin. Got it. Oh my God. That's so interesting. And now you're growing and Mm -hmm. um, you're taking on outside investment to grow. So yeah, every property is kind of a little bit different on the deal structure. Mm -hmm. um, Cause we, you know, we are a small two person team just, yeah me and Lion as owners. And then we have our creative studio, um, which is like our executive suite that helps us now, um, which is a team of five. Mm. So we, yes, we have a lot lot of work cut out for us with all of these deals. But yes, every deal is a little bit different. We own, design, and operate and manage um, all of our properties. So when you get into the buying of the real estate, um, that's 
one piece of it and then you get into the management side and that's a whole other piece. So, Hmm. yeah. Interesting. So I did not know that you own and manage and do all the creative work. So you, but you recently launched this creative studio, right? We launched it as a, an accessible thing that other people could use. Yeah. But we've always had our own in-house creative team. Okay. We just gave it a, we gave it a name. And what is the name? (laughs) It's Urban Cowboy Creative Studio. I love it. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, How has that been like, like kind of extending, you know, different types of revenue streams? Because that's also, by the way, this is another pattern I'm seeing in our industry is like we're getting really creative with revenue streams and kind of like creating these adjacent sub brands or sub companies within the parent company. What has that been like? Exactly. So, I mean, we just, I think design for us is like our happy place. It's what we really love doing. It's like why we wanted to do more projects. We want to kind of design places all over the world where we want to go and stay and be and have conversations. Um, That was like our, our like dream slogan when we first decided to expand and it's still true today. So, you know, this has been a great opportunity for us because we get to do, we get to work with private clients on residential Mm -hmm. things. Um, you know, we designed a saloon on in the mountains in Napa, um, for a private client that's just on their property. Mm -hmm. Um, we've done some bigger projects in New York. Um, and then we also get to do like, you know, we worked with Red Bull on a major event that they launched in Nashville and we like built a Mm -hmm. small town with them and like had a bunch of bars and restaurants come out and like brought in a bunch of partners and help, you know, on the creative side with that. So yeah, we're just kind of like opening ourselves up to like the opportunity to design experience and space um, for other people because that's kind of our favorite part. Mm. I'm really resonating with what you're saying. So when you decided to create this creative studio and make it like approachable for like accessible for other companies to use your creative talent and services, Mm -hmm. was that like an opportunity or was that you and Lion had kind of like something had changed and you needed to restructure what you were doing with your time and money? Um, I think it was both. So we decided to do this right before the pandemic, obviously, as everyone was getting like their ideas going and then quickly shut down. Um, And it was because we, I feel like we just, when we first started, we were like, we're going to do this until it's not fun anymore. Like that was mm. the thing we said to each other. Cause it's really hard to do business as a couple. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and like to take on all of the things and the risk and the reward and ride those waves together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were like, we'll do it till it's not fun. And I think we were just, we were, it was starting to turn a little too, like the minutia was just getting too, not boring. Cause it's never really boring, but just too the same. Mm. And we were like, are we having fun? No. Like we need to get our creative juices flowing. We need yes. more outlet. Like what do we do? How do we mm-hmm. do that? And I was like, we love projects. I love something that starts and ends. Yes. Oh my God. I'm the same by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, and so, uh, you know, we thought let's do this creative studio. Let's mm-hmm. be able to take on projects. Um, let's build out the team that we already have. We already have all the people that we work with all the time to do this. Um, and yeah, wouldn't it be fun to like do more stuff that isn't just urban cowboy? 
because yeah. Urban Cowboy is so specific. And, mm-hmm. you know, we had done the Dive Motel as well, but that is also so specific. So it's like. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I I really love that we're talking about this here because I even in my business, which we've been around 14 years and like we always have like the same types of events. But I do like hosting events because there is that start and the end. Um, yeah. But I actually ended up getting into consulting work. Because I needed, I was also starting to like lose like the fire a little bit. And because of the consulting work, it reignites that fire that I then bring back into BLLA. So it's become something really important. And it's just another revenue stream as well. And I get to learn like what other people are doing. Yeah. Right. There's an inspirational aspect to it, right? Like you get to go out in the world get inspired, like, Mm -hmm. let's look at something that's not a cowboy hat or made of leather. (laughs) How many of those can you see? Um, Unless you're from Texas, maybe, then (laughs) that's different. Hey, to be clear, we love it. We are. Yes, of course you do. Everything that I love. But also it's like, sometimes you need to see other stuff and like work with other mediums and like learn and grow and like, you know, engage Mm -hmm. with other partnerships. It's important. It's just people learn, like just how people learn different ways. I think people run businesses and build businesses in such a different way, which is why having a conversation like this is so powerful to be like, hey, anyone listening, if you've been doing this for a while and you're you're losing your fire, I think, you know, there's also a question of do I pivot, right? Is it time to sell or is it time to like move on to the next or do you just shift some things around because – you know, I think a lot of people also too quickly are like, okay, I lost passion onto the next. But like what we're mm-hmm. talking about, maybe there was just like a missing piece that needed to be added. Um, so I think that's right. I mean, I think when you have a body of work also, which, you know, we have, it's, it's hard to pivot and we're very emotionally mm. attached to our body of work, mm. right? Like we are, this is boutique. Yeah. It's all, it's all personality. It's yes. all you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have this amazing collected collection of work that you've already done. And it's not so much let's stop doing this and do something else, but mm-hmm. like, let's take what we have. We've grown this thing. We've worked so hard at it and see what else we can generate with it. Yeah. Can it get bigger? Does it need to get smaller? Does it need to, you know, um, scatter? Like, yeah. what do we do? And it's, it's all about, it's like layer painting. It's like, let's get another layer on this canvas, you know? Mm, I think that's a really beautiful um, imagery for for that. Because, I, I mean, I'm going through that right now. I've changed as a person these last few years. And I had really great advice from, I have, um, I go to Moon Circle twice a month <laughs> in Topanga. <laughs> and it's this really beautiful community of women where we talk to each other. And I'm like, I'm a different person. And I'm an entrepreneur. And it's like, it's an extension of who I am. BLLA, this logo behind me, is like an extension of who I am. But I'm not the same. And so the business is also (laughs) shifting. So you kind of get into scary waters a little bit. Um, And I'm in this like transition period of also adapting the business. um, Because it's like, you know, for 14 years, things can get kind of stagnant. And like you were saying with what's happening. And then now you created this creative studio. And I think what we're doing is my mom and I, who's my business partner, I think many of you know, we're like doing this consulting work and we're we're actually, you know what's funny? We're going back to our roots. So 
we were mm. kind of becoming really cool, which we are. We are a very cool organization. But I'm like, <laughs> I also really want to make an impact. And that was this realization that I had during my own, like, consciousness awakening, spiritual awakening that I had during COVID. It was like, I want to actually make an impact. And sometimes that's going back to your roots. And so what we're doing is we're really focusing on like numbers and data and like reporting and case studies and and all of that, yeah. which I thought was so boring. <laughs> like 10 years ago, I was like, oh my God, that's not cool. And I guess that's also the evolution of maturity where I'm like, wait, no, this is really important because you're laying that foundation for the people, the creatives that you love and adore in this industry to really thrive. Yeah. Um, so it's just that shift in mindset and it's just the evolution, right? It's like, that's what's different with boutique. It's like, it kind of goes like this based on what the founder, what they're going through <laughs> in life. Absolutely. And I feel like, you know, for us, our properties have done the same thing. They've grown with us. Like mm-hmm. we started out as a 21 plus like bar party hotel where mm-hmm. like you would just like come for a good time, no kids. Mm-hmm. And then like we opened the lodge and I was pregnant oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, let, this is a family place. <laughs> You know, yes. like, so our, our properties have matured with us and mm. the creative studio is an extension of that as well, because now we have a team. We're like, hey, this is bigger than us now. Like, let's bring like we need to involve more people. We need mm. like outside perspective and new ideas and new creative sources. And we mm. also need to like feed the team. So like, mm. <laughs> you know, expansion isn't just the ego. Yes, that that's you a know? really great point. So how do you balance, though, like that yearning for growth, but then keeping the integrity of the mission? I mean, it's people. You just you really got to cycle through people and really um, learn and grow with people and kind of keep your um, your like pillars that you stand on Mm. really strong. and really um, be able to communicate those pillars across across many people. Yeah, you, know, you all have to like learn how to speak the same language. It's like uh, hmm. it's a real art, I think, and we we struggle with it. It's not like we've perfected this by any means. Like yeah. it's yeah, there's fires every day, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, there are. I think that's a really great point with communicating the values. And I don't think anyone's actually perfect at it. I think, and we're also gaining inspiration from each other. I say inspiration. That doesn't mean we're just copying each other. There is a fine line, which just can be like its own podcast episode. <laughs> but, um, but I want to really end our conversation here. So you were at our Women in Travel and Hospitality Conference this March in California. And do you see more opportunities for women in the hotel ownership space right now? I mean, I do. I think right at this exact moment, it's like a little bit hard because ownership involves funding and the economy is in a strange place. Mm -hmm. Funding is difficult (laughs) for everyone. Yeah. Um, And especially small projects. Um, So, but yes, I do. I mean, I think... I think women in general are having a real moment. Um, They're coming together in ways that they haven't before, and they're Mm. really working together and really supporting each other, which I think is the impetus of growth across the board for women in all Mm -hmm. opportunity zones. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I think that women are also spending with women, hmm. which is huge. Yeah. Right. Like we're supporting women in, the, in a real way where we're putting our dollars where our mouths are. And we're saying, yes. I want to buy from women. I want to see women. I want to go to what women own. I want to, you know, hmm. um, which is great. So yes, yes I, I do. I think if we keep on that trajectory and like keep having these conversations and keep going to, I don't know, what's it called? Moon circles? Moon circles. In, <laughs> find your nearest <laughs> canyon. <laughs> yes. There's many moon circles all over. They have different names. Yeah. And I think that's like a really powerful space. You know, women are yeah. really, really amping each other up right now. It's so, so it's so true. I mean, yeah. that was the theme of the conference in March was your circle of influence. And um, it was really interesting because we started the show and I brought in like my two best friends who have nothing to do with hospitality and travel. But it opened up this conversation where we were barely saying anything. And it was the audience talking about, like, they're, they're, they're women who support them. And also men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't discount the men in our lives, right? And I think it's really important, like you said, that it's just energetically different when it's women supporting women. And I think it's what we need because there's a lot of talk. But like you mm-hmm. said, okay, well, then why don't you go find the hotel that's actually woman owned and maybe try that, which is making me want to put together a list. You just like lit something. So maybe there will be a tab on my other baby, which is Steve Boutique. I actually, Mm -hmm. Jersey, I kind of want to have a tab of woman owned boutique hotels. I think it would just be nice to see. It's a great visual. It is. Let other women see it. That's how we learn. That's how we like, that's how you feel empowered. Like, did women want to be astronauts until there was like a woman astronaut? I don't know. Yep. But now that that's like an opportunity for all little girls to want to do that. Like mm. I want to shed, set an example for my little girl, yeah. you know, and I want to say, Hey, like women can do this. You can do whatever you want. Like, mm-hmm. and you don't have to do it the way that men necessarily did it. You can do it your way. You can do it from a feeling place that feels right for you and is empowering to you, you know? Oh, that's so beautiful. That's so true. What an amazing way to end this very quick conversation. <laughs> I'm. I hope I'm going to see you in California, possibly in October. Yes. I well, we're in the middle of an opening, so we're trying. Oh to yes, that's that true. Out. But yes, I will let you know. <laughs> okay, amazing, Jersey. Well, thank you for this, and I'm sure I'll see you sometime soon. Yes, you will. Oh, thank you, Jersey. Good luck. Go right, Denver. You, you got this. thanks same to you I'll let you I'll keep you posted on all relevant openings (laughs) okay yeah please because I was like Denver I was like no I didn't know this (laughs) amazing um I'm I also I promise you I will make it to a lodge one of these days too I know you really gotta come I gotta come take a break yeah take a break I mean I've actually been doing a lot of that but get the creative juices flowing that's what I'm gonna do there you go. I love it. Awesome. Thank you, Jersey. Okay. See you soon. Yeah, see ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Unfamiliar Shift with Ariella. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Let us know what you think. To learn more about the world of boutique hospitality, be sure to check out our website, bla.org. And thank you to Solanus for sponsoring today's show. <laughs>